0: You're currently listening to the free version of Let Me Talk. If you want longer, ad-free episodes even earlier, head to lmtpod.com to find out how you subscribe. Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk! Let me talk!
1: Hello, welcome to Let Me Talk Details. This is a respite from the weekly whirlwind of top flight football. It's a space to break down the big picture topics and get into the details away from the game-by-game analysis. I'm David Mooney. With me, as ever, is the Athletic City correspondent, Sam Lee, and the former City defender, Nader Manua. Let Me Talk Details is a platform for you to get involved. We'd love to hear from you. So email hello at lmtpod.com if you've got any questions or thoughts about City or football in general. Sam, what is on today's show? So we've got Ilkar Gundogan's recent comments about Barcelona's response
0: to defeat in the Clasico and how those kind of comments may go down inside a dressing room. And we've got social media in football and whether it's a good or bad thing.
1: I don't know if you saw recently um the comments by Ilkay Gundogan about the Barcelona dressing room. That's a man who has been who was you know been conditioned by Guardiola, isn't it? Like he's spent years coming in off the pitch and knowing what City's dressing rooms like when they've not got three points. Mm. And then like he's in an environment now where it just isn't the same.
2: Yeah, I think so, but with Barcelona's team, it's a very young team. I think if you compare it to cities, which last season felt like super experienced, even though you had the likes of Haaland and so on, it's led by Gundogan. you're looking at Maris's, Kevin De Bruyne's, you know, th- that's that's quite a, quite an old head for a, for a team. So I think once you're older, you can address things differently. You can be more passionate. You can try and express yourself a bit more. and People understand where it's coming from. Whereas I think sometimes with younger players, they don't really know how to be and they're also... Probably a bit quieter than say someone more experienced would be. Like in um in a good environment, someone could be sitting on the bench, and after a game, if the team's lost and that person hasn't played, who's on the bench, they can still come out and say something. Would that be the case if you were like a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-old mm. at Barcelona after losing the Clasico? Like you'd be disappointed, but how do you? What do you say? But then I don't know because what's he could be like, chucking
0: bo- boots around or whatever, and he could be like, "Well, if that was the kind of level of pissed off he was looking for, then you yeah. could." It wouldn't necessarily have to be constructive. Yeah, you yeah. could you could just be like, tripping stuff. really around. angry. But and yeah. why did he say it though? Why do you reckon he said it? Well, I guess to kind of send that, that send message, that message to him. Up, yeah.
2: We've yeah, been there two minutes though, so he's yeah, well, just they... sending a message to the rest of them. Do you think they're listening, or do you reckon they're not having that?
0: Well, maybe they're not, and maybe that's why he's that's maybe
1: that's why he's doing it.
2: You're mm. the one that's been in dressing rooms. Will they listen? I think it depends uh, how much credit you have within the group. I think sometimes what some people say, like, no one cares. No one's listening. You know what I mean? You could say the most profound thing in the world and people just try and, want to, try and like hate on it anyway. So, you're getting a sense of being there, don't Oh, this guy's talking again for, <laughs> for Here we go. It could, it could literally be like two plus two is four. And you're like, oh, this guy was quite in math. But then if it's someone who you believe in, someone you want to learn from, or somebody who kind of leads by example, then it makes perfect sense. Because that's, that's just life, isn't it? Yeah, what? essentially, essentially. And you, it's not like you don't want to root for certain people, but... It's always a case of you know what they're saying is important, but why are they saying it? what the, what reaction do they want? and to you've, I've had people in the past who sh- who just want to come in and just shout at people, throw stuff around. but if it's the wrong group, it gains nothing, mm. if anything, you lose out on people, and I think that's the skill of some managers as well. Very rarely did a manager come in and lose their mind. Unless it was absolutely required, but that's it to give a response.
1: That's a thing in life, though, isn't it? Because you think back to school teachers—the school teachers that shouted all the time—you are just like oh, they're shouting again. Mm. But the ones who never shouted, and then when they shouted, it was like oh, he's shouting. Mm. You know what I mean? Of course, I'm. What are you thinking?
2: Deep in thought here.
0: I was trying to remember how many teachers we had that were shouting. We...
2: There's some. I feel like there's some which you feared and some which you sort of didn't yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But sometimes the ones oh, that- I,
0: I thought that, well, I thought that you were going to go the way of. Not so much oh the ones who never shout now are shouting. It's more like you're more likely to behave for the teacher that you think is sound rather than the one who's trying to make you behave mm-hmm. because they're always so strict. But
2: yeah. But the one that's the one that you think is sound. I think what's quite profound in here, and I think this is the same probably like parenthood and whatever, is you sound until you want to like say nah, mm-hmm. stop there. And that's and that's when it
1: has effect because. Like if if you're if you're expecting it all the time, the shouting and the the you ball, don't hear it anymore. Yeah, you don't hear it. It just it's just noise.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I just I was just looking from another way, but also doesn't always work, does it? The being sound and then putting your foot down. It depends. Not depends on your age. Your, yeah, old. yeah. Well,
2: yeah <laughs> as they get older, it makes more sense. But um, yeah, I think it for Gundogan he's obviously someone who's very experienced, someone's been very very successful, and he's important in that sort of dressing room. And I'd be surprised if like Lewandowski and others weren't didn't have that same level of mm. passion. But again, like, you don't want it to cause a split between him and the young players because that's what Barcelona essentially is now. For as much as they have experience, Gundogan, Lewandowski and so on, these are guys who are in their early to mid-30s. So that the future of Barcelona is not those guys. Mm. It's like, uh, you mean, Lamal, is it? Mm, and, yeah, yeah. and others, these are like really young players. So if you can inject a bit of that passion. It's right how young they are, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. If you can inject a bit of that passion and stuff into that young player to understand why this should matter more than anything else, and you know, for those young people, it might matter. But there's there's wanting to win, there's expecting to win, and as a consequence, how you react when it doesn't go that way. If you know what I mean? What's a what's a
1: dressing room like? Like as a as a young player, when you go in there and the team's just lost, like mm-hmm. what what is that like? Because obviously you've got the you've got the pressure of kind of like 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 we've been talking about you want to you want to kind of make an impression about you know you're feeling sad about the loss and you're mm. angry about it but at the same time like there's much more experienced people in
2: there um i think it depends who you are uh it depends how the team is set up it depends who can talk to who mm. because you don't you can have an opinion it can be a very very valid opinion but i think this is like the same in life and whatever like Yamal or Gavi's and people these are all like teenagers can they walk over to Lewandowski and say, you didn't try hard enough, you need to do better? No, that's, that's yeah. That's a... That's a it's a bold step oof. to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong, but can you do it? The answer is probably not. Mm-hmm. So in that space, you will never lead the conversation. I think if you were with Gavis and Pedris and so on, because they've played for a few years, maybe they have more of a social standing there, but they're still very young in the grand scheme of things. So most young people trend tend not to say too much. Cause if you like ever imagine we're in a room, everyone's angry. I and mean, then some kid says, Hey, but what about the shut up? Go over there, you <laughs> go home. You know what I mean? You ever had that? I never said a word. I could no, listen, you, I could young always read s- I could I could always read a room. I could always read a room and just like this. This is either time for me or this is not time for me. <laughs> but um some people had a certain belief in themselves. And also if we want to talk about credit and standing. So do you remember when City I tell Ben Ahim? Yeah. So they – do you know, usually I say they about City. We signed him. This was you. Yeah, this was me. So we signed him. Um, I think they signed him from Chelsea at the time. And Tal, I remember him more so from being at Bolton. Mm. And Bolton standing and City standing is basically the same from before the takeover and whatever. So, you know me, I mean? You're not that guy. We're all just the same people. But he went to Chelsea. Didn't work out too well. Um, then he came to City. I remember we were doing, I think it's either like the pre-season game or like one of the first league games of the season. And he's coming at halftime. He's like giving people the curly fingers saying, come here, let me show you this at the tactics board and this, that and the other. And you're like, who is this guy? <laughs> 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 Who's this? Who's this? And you're like respectfully going over. But like, mate, don't talk to me like that. Mm. Like, who do you think you are? And in, don't get me wrong, he was, he was fine or whatever in the end. But like, what a mad way to enter a club. With, the, like, your shoulders back, like, oh, I'm the guy. You know, tell Ben Aim of Chelsea. You're like, no, mate, it's booted you out. That's not the way this is going to work. <laughs> but like I say, I'm sure was watching. Nice guy in the end. Everything was fine. But just, getting off on, just starting off on the wrong foot because you have to earn credit mm-hmm. somewhere. You can't just come in and be the guy. So
1: that, that's as well for new signings as well as youngsters because, like, like, you go into a new dressing room, you can't just go in and start going, well, listen, lads, do this, this, and this. Unless, be unless you're
2: messy, then, nah. Like, who... You know, I not think Gundogan might be quite close to
0: that standing given Barca I mean they won the league to be fair but given the young dressing room given won the treble given the what he did captain, at City he's mm. so good and also in terms of the style of play he's not going to look and mug on the training ground either he's, he hasn't got he scored, really didn't fit he?
2: in he scored in Glasgow didn't he yeah he's got last
0: like six minutes
2: yeah I um, I don't think that necessarily matters because at Barca it's about the culture at Real Madrid it's about the culture so mm. you can come in but unless you fit into said culture it doesn't matter what you've done before because if you come and try and disrupt... So language-wise too. Yeah, if you come in and try and disrupt it, let's say if you don't know the language, say if you don't really appreciate what it is to be Barcelona as such, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can just go over somebody's head just because you know, you've know you done something before. You but, still have to fit into the culture, don't you? But
1: what if you're right?
2: Well, who, who would dictate that you're right? Mm. That's the thing. History. <laughs> I think for him to say he thought they'd be more upset is... Not great for the football club because it gives off an energy like they're not really bothered, but then also culturally it could be different. And also with that younger team plus the different culture, maybe that's him that needs to make the adjustment now. Yeah, Because an example, to talk about, say, my career. So going to MLS Mm. where the league season doesn't really matter, it's more about the playoffs, I can try and say to people, You should always be trying to drive for the league season. But culturally, the league season is not that important. Mm. But then as time passes by, you pick up how important the playoffs are. And you can't do anything about it. You can't change it. So realistically, you have to accept it. And you have to be the one that ends up adapting to the culture, trying to get the most out of the people that are there, which is obviously me and Gundogan being similar in terms of me going to MLS (laughs) and going to Barca. Never something I thought I'd say. I think that's a semi-fake um, comparison.
0: Do and Cole Palmer's doing the same stuff at Chelsea?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, He's isn't it? Penalties. He's it's, on penalties. He's on penalties.
0: It is funny though, isn't it? What were we saying the other night with that Chelsea-Spurs game? Like mm. Palmer's going to end up being captain soon. But yeah. it's funny, isn't it? Because you've got these players leaving City, and apart from Gundogan, obviously, going back to Arsenal last season, you've got players leaving City who, you, as good as they are, We we thought Zinchenko was great, Gabriel Jesus is great, like Palmer's obviously really good, but they'd never have been in like if you were doing a top ten of City players, none of them would ever be in it Mm. as good as they were. Mm. But then they go to other clubs, and they just stand out as these
2: the guys. These are the
0: guys. Like there there was that thing with there was like was it the Arsenal documentary or something? They had like training footage, and they had to like juggle the ball from one end of the pitch to the other, and they were all struggling. And Zinchenko was just miles ahead of them, like Mm. just like technically, it's like. But like again, he didn't. He's obviously a technical footballer, but he wouldn't stand out at City. And even with Palmer, that Spurs game as well, Palmer seemed to be the one who kind of understood the brief the yeah. most. And he, all all of these players who like Zinchenko was probably the closest to a regular starter at City. But the kind of squad rotation players are going to other big Premier League teams and having like a massive impact straight away. Like if anything shows the level of City. If, like, if, you, if you couldn't get it from just watching City over the years, get it from the impact that those guys are having at other clubs. We'll be back in a few minutes after an ad break. Speak
1: to you shortly. Let Me Talk is sponsored by you, the listeners. The best way to support the podcast is by subscribing via Memberful. You can pay as little as £2 per month, which gives you early access to all our podcasts ad-free and they're packed with even more content. That gives you even more minutes of us to fill up your week. Subscribing is really easy and the longer episodes will integrate seamlessly with your podcast app of choice, be it Spotify or Apple. Head over to lmtpod.com for more information on signing up and links to all of our socials. Richard says, from having seen social media barely exist and have limited impact on football to finishing his career in the social media age, does Nadam think social media is a positive or negative for the game? Does it bring fans closer to players?
2: Hmm. That's a good question. That is a good question. Um, I think it's a good thing for the game overall. I think it does have a net positive. I think some of the negatives are like huge, though, because for players now they're constantly, you know, just worried about what's going to be said, you know, and it could be anything. And you really know how people feel about you. And I think, whereas in the past... You could shut that out a lot easier. It's not, it wasn't even you could shut it out. You just didn't know it existed. Like if, say, for example, in Manchester, if you didn't read the MEN... I was
1: going to say, you talked about player ratings in the yeah, past. So but you, but, if you, but if you that you
2: can just kind of... Yeah, if you, didn't, if you didn't read the MEN, like, well, what do you know? All, nothing really, apart from the fact you're either playing or you're not playing. Whereas now... Like, ratings are being thrown out everywhere. Say if you if you want to be a footballer that's involved in social media football, where you follow certain channels and so on, if your team's having a bad time, your face could be on there. You know what I mean? Imagine that. This page is hilarious all the time. All of a sudden, it's you. You're the joke. Like, I'm going to have to mute this channel that I really like. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it is a net positive because you do have access to real fans of you and the clubs that you play for you can be connected to not just your team other teams other things within the footballing world learning about other leagues and just it's like it's the it's the idea of a football community i don't think that exists without social media you know say for example um, with Luton being 1-0 up against Liverpool but then the person that scores is the one who most people are rooting for in Luis Diaz you know mm. that's a football community coming together to understand and to know the bigger story because they're not just getting that on Sky Sports News wherever there's more to it people might send in positive messages so I think that's the benefit of it downside is the scrutiny is right there and I think some of the opinions that some people give they're not informed opinions they're like very rushed they can be very very emotional Heat at the moment stuff but then also, some of it is just, it's like red meat that's been fed to them by somebody else who can just say something, walk away, and not realize the impact it's going to have on people further down the road. You know, if someone on a TV show says, this guy's not trying. Yeah, don't. <laughs> if someone on a TV show says, this guy's not trying, these guys are given up, and so on and so forth. If someone that's listened to that could genuinely believe that, and then whip out their phone, because it's that easy. Yeah, you're not trying. Exactly, you're not trying. You're a disgrace. You need to leave our football club. But then the player down the other end of it hasn't had a right of response, and if they say something, they get in trouble. Mm. So I suppose that's a negative, but I think it's better. I think it's the world changing itself. It's not just the football world, and also whether it's financial or profile or whatever, it's good to be seen because you never know the opportunities that could could exist um, without that. So I don't mind it. I think obviously for me, I had a closed account because I don't I don't really want the benefits as such. But then it also gets rid of a lot of the negatives as well.
1: I'm interested in what you think of this as well, Sam, because obviously there's been you have you have the other side of the fence where you you have information, you put stories out, and then players have replied to it.
2: Replied online. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Who was this? Mariz. What did he say? How many times did he call you, you a liar? It, twice. I can't, I can't it, remember. Was it once or twice? Called you a liar twice, or how many times?
0: The second one was kind of. The second one was weird. The first one was. So it was the start of the season that was behind closed doors and I'd been told that people had spoken to him because they just got frustrated with him not putting the ball in or like holding on to it for too long. Sometimes it was genuinely a thing. It sounds weird now because he was obviously in the last few years at City he was super good just running the ball off the back of the pitch. Mm. And so a couple of the players just got frustrated about it. I think it was Fernandinho and De Bruyne and they said, look, just release the ball sooner or just make better options or whatever but I so I did an article after after one of the games about that but I was also kind of like trying to analyze is it fair that, that they criticize him for this and I was like bringing in his stats and I was like he's creating like x amount of chances for City and he's like ranks third or whatever and I was like I was also like De Bruyne as a captain isn't exactly the most kind of constructive he's kind of more of a a shouter than a kind of keep going Okay. Well, I've already used the word constructive. But you know what I yeah. mean? Rather than that kind of feedback. So I was kind of like trying to feed in all angles and be like rather than just a kind of uh, like a news story, like the City players have had to go at Mares and leave it there, I kind of try to give it the full context. But I think he just quoted it saying like, oh, I don't know who your sources are, but it's wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like first – because that was the first time it happened. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't nice. Because mm. obviously like you could do the truest story in the world, but if like a footballer with a profile, especially like Mara's profile in like – algeria in particular mm. they are always going to hold the cards on that um but then funnily enough the end of that season i was speaking to somebody like a new contact who was really good for dressing room stuff on the day of the parade because city went on to win the league that year and he brought up the mares thing from earlier in the season about him being like mm. that, that was his teammates having a word with him so that was that's always kind of not coloured my opinion of him, but it was, you know, it's difficult to be like, it's difficult to, I always wrote good articles about Maris. After that, like, there was no kind of issue with, you know, I wasn't saying he was shit when he was good or whatever, because I'm not, that, but it's difficult to be like, you've like thrown me under the bus there, mate. And like, you're the one who's lying. But then he's just, he's just a funny fellow, Maris. But there was another one in the summer and it kind of, it was a story of mine that got aggregated. No. And it was saying, but because that's remember. another
1: aspect of of social media that um, changes the way we interact with football as well with the aggregators mm. because it, it it can just remove context. I, I can't I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was basically
0: it was along the lines of City aren't going to offer him a new contract. Like he'd stay if he could get a new contract, but like that's not that's not going to happen. And if he gets an offer from Saudi Arabia, like he'd be interested in it. It was something like that, but he kind of quote tweeted the aggregator saying like first day of holidays and like lies already kind of thing. But I remember thinking like, I'm not sure which bit of that that he's disagreeing with because he's not going to get a new contract, is he? Maybe he's disagreeing with a bit that says that he would stay because maybe, you know, maybe he set his mind so much on going that that's the bit he's, he's got a problem with. And then there's obviously the Saudi Arabia element and he did go. Mm. Um, He's a, he's a funny guy but also like so after the FA Cup final I was involved in this but indirectly so I tweeted a video of just all the players celebrating on the pitch I was like it's really it was a really good video like mm-hmm. they are all like doing a huddle and, like, and then like sprinted down towards the City fans and I posted it and then somebody had quote tweeted it and was saying like oh look at it turned I didn't even notice but Mares was like was not involved in it and someone was like I oh, look at Mahrez he's not even celebrating like no, no wonder like I don't know he wants to go or he's got a bad attitude or whatever it was but then, like, he, quote, Maris tweeted that saying, like, oh, like, what, what do you know? Like, you, you're reading so much into a video, like, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But, again, somebody was telling me, because we talked about that on the podcast, mm. and then somebody said they knew somebody who was, I don't know, messaging his his family or, like, FaceTiming his family that day. And Maris was pissed off, like, all night because mm. he – he, and, again, somebody else told me as well, like, he, he was just pissed off. He didn't celebrate, he wasn't happy that City won the FA Cup. I mean he maybe maybe well, he was. He was he was happy. Yeah. But the, you know, this,
2: that's the bit this, yeah, yeah. that's that's the bit that'll catch you out, because that'll get irrigated yeah, 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 yeah. and before you yeah, know yeah, you yeah. could see Mares was furious that City won the yeah. FA Cup. But he was, like he
0: was he was he's that he was disappointed he, he, he But the thing is just, yeah, and that's fine, but it, the way he was like really went out of his way on Twitter to be like, What well, do you know? It's like, Well, what you see yeah. is I think the reality. The, he was Disappointed not to play, and that's fine. We get it. We always say that, like we can't walk Walker not playing, like he was disappointed. Yeah, and that's fine.
2: Like, I, th- I think that. But that anyway, that particular vibe, Yeah, that yeah that particular story itself. It's the two different talking points. Is he unhappy that is he not happy that City won, or is he unhappy that he didn't play? You Know what I mean, and the because two it, things
1: they can be you can be happy that you've won the yeah, game, like, yeah. Of course, I myself as soon as I said, that, I was like, That's not the
2: right, yeah, way. But yeah. I'll just catch it, but it's, it but it's easy for some people to roll with that, especially yeah, when you yeah, see yeah, a yeah. video of someone that looks like they're sulking and then he's like, Oh, he obviously wants to leave. Like at that point, I think in the FA Cup final, once it's done, I reckon the biggest thing for Myers would be that he wants to play in the Champions League final, that would be in his mind, but because he didn't play in the FA Cup mm. final, he's probably thinking, he knows what's Exactly, and at that point. How many people would be overjoyed with that situation? I think obviously city fans and stuff that'll be watching and listening. They'll be thinking, "Oh, I'll just be happy for the team and so on and so forth." But well, the missing...
0: thing now, apparently with Grealish. So Grealish didn't play against Villa on the final day mm. of that season, but and for, like completely unrelated to that. But I was told that after that game, he had there was no he had no issue with not playing and being disappointed. Was that his first season, yeah, yeah. And he was think, he was still like delighted
2: that, with it. I think stuff like that probably plays into it because he yeah. won the one, league, one first, first title yeah. Yeah, but like I suppose that.
0: if you didn't play against your team as well and you weren't part of that you could yeah. easily be yeah. down just, about
2: it just put it this way according to that and I don't know him personally so I can't really have this as being bona fide but as the season progresses, Doku starts playing more big games than Jack does come the end of the year City in chance of winning something do you think Jack would be the same Jack that was there yeah, That's a good point. I know what you're saying. He's very unlikely to be in that situation because that at the end of last season that was his slot, and he's someone who just wants to play football, wants to be involved in the biggest games. And if you're not realistically, who are you to just say, "Oh, this is fine. I'm happy to just be, you know, a backup to yeah. somebody who you believe that you can be playing instead of." But it's just me.
0: No, I, I get it as well. But it goes back to. The previous time there at Wembley, because obviously he scored. Well, like he scored the in the, in the semi, didn't yeah. Yeah. he? And like, Ortega kept his place for the FA Cup. And I know it's kind of different. It is kind of different dynamic, because for whatever reasons, like these are cup goalkeepers. But for is not to play. But going back to that semi-final, there was that interesting thing of you go into the press conference, everyone's like, oh, Marios is great, isn't he? And Guardiola's just like always making his points. And then he said that thing about, I've lost the battle, to convince him how important yeah. it is Because obviously is like you say, he's obviously thinking, well, I should be playing in this game. Mm. And I could be playing in this game. But that's why it was so difficult for Guardiola because he was like, just, it's just got to be
2: Bernardo. And like, there's no, there's no wrong answer, but he's just always going to go with Bernardo. I he? think after that FA Cup final as well, if I remember the games rightly, uh, Mahrez went out and did some running afterwards to try and get ready to potentially be involved for the next game. Like that's that's a positive mm. pro yeah. Strength, yeah, 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 you yeah. know what I mean? But it's not something that would get covered or whatever or get mentioned.
1: Yeah. When it comes just bringing it back around to social media... When it comes to the accessibility that fans have to players, that also means it's a lot easier to send horrific stuff to players. So you, like we, we see consistently stories of racist abuse sent to players, things like that. Mm. That I mean, when you say a net positive for for the game, that obviously has to to play into a part of of just kind of what happens with social media. So how like you, you receive messages that are abusive, that mm. are that are nasty.
2: Mm. Like how do you deal with that? I think it depends on on the people. There are some people who maybe don't run their social media. There are some people who half run it with somebody so else, so they so they can have it filtered. filtered. For them. Yeah. Some people can have it filtered, and so on. Some people just don't have any comments whatsoever, don't get any alerts. But I think getting abuse, whether it's racist, sexist, homophobic, whatever, like it's, it's horrendous, and then some of it's so specific to football. Like, why do you f- feel the need to go out and mm. say this to somebody? You mm. know what I mean? Like, how entitled do you think you are? To believe that that opinion is something that you have to share with somebody Mm. you don't know. I think it blows my mind. But for some players, it can get them riled, especially because, as Sam was saying with his stories, it's when you disagree with something, like, you know, if we disregard the extreme forms of abuse on there, when you disagree with something, like, it gets you. That's what really upsets you the most. If someone says something that's, like, valid, you'll have to own it or whatever. But when most of the time it's not that, it's not that, because most sensible people say nothing. Is some of the unreasonable ones that come out and say a lot. But then
1: at the same time, there's sort of that element of, "Well, what do you know?" Like you're you're well, not we're talking in this. about the player ratings,
0: like in terms of you know, if you didn't read the ratings, yeah, like 15 years ago, or whatever. But like now, you can have like entire, like, let's say, Grealish and the whole debate around him for the last couple of years. Obviously, like he has said, he he wants to score more goals than and so. He, he gets it to an extent, but also he knows the value yeah. that he's got to the team, and then he comes away. And now like people are saying, like, let's say for argument's sake, it was player rating. It's like Grealish gets a six out of 10 or whatever. And he's like, hold on a minute. I did exactly everything the manager wanted want me, to, me do. to do. Yeah, yeah. And, But then it's like, there'd be videos and or everything about, about Grealish was kind of, when's this guy going to live up to his price tag, et cetera, et cetera. And he was like, well, he must've been like, well, I'm doing loads of stuff I'm supposed to do.
2: Yeah. When, you're, when you become the topic of conversation, whether it's on a small scale within just your club and your city or nationally, I'm sure that can be very, very tough for some people. And to try and overcome it, I think you just got to try and just play football and keep doing what you're doing. But it's just annoying because there's a direct link between what's being said on social media and the sentiment that exists within Stadia sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it becomes more real. And if you could go back to the root cause of it, it's more often not about 10 talking heads that like dictate narrative, stupid narrative, lacking serious context, but still we can see the impact that it has within the game of football worried of attacking the talking heads given what we're doing right now that's all <laughs> listen have we helped or hindered the game of football to anything that we've I, said to this point i
1: hope that we add context to everything we do yes that's, yes we do that's at least my my hope but another quick thing you uh you pulled a face when
2: sam said cup goalkeepers did i uh no no i didn't I've, I've got no i've got no issue with that i think if you've got people who are good enough to play then let them play mm-hmm. i don't i don't I think if you start with a goalkeeper, you say this is going to be your competition, right? Because yeah. like Ortega was good, so
0: that's an it's an interesting thing with Ortega, isn't it? Like there was the Bayern stuff floating around in the summer, and you just feel like there's physically not enough games if Edison stays fit to keep him happy. Like from where he went to, did he just get relegated? Mm-hmm. And City signed him on a free. Like his stock would have been low, but now he's had a platform to show how good he is. Whether it's Bayern or somebody else, somebody's going to want him at some point. And like even though I think he's like really enjoying his time at City. But if somebody in the summer says, Do you want to come and be our number one? Like that's just it, isn't
1: it? It's And then it's difficult again.
0: then because City have found like the then, guy to be their number two, he's so good. And then they might have to go and do that search again. I don't there's nothing they can physically do to keep him, I don't think.
2: Yeah, but if they find the if they found the guy before, I think they can find the guy again. Yeah. Because I think that role It's, it's
0: tricky though, is it? Like finding that, yeah, that number two
2: it, it, it can be, it can be. But I think that role to be at City in this era under Guardiola, knowing that you'll be playing, you know, if things go your way, probably Ten to fifteen yeah. games. If, well, Yeah, if you're lucky. Again, this is. A, do you think that's what it could be? Because you, because you'll get thrown some Champions League games in there as well every so often. Yeah, yeah. You might get the international, yeah, you might break get, ones. Yeah, you might get the last couple of group games if the if the. You might three. get stuff at the end of the season. I'm thinking they might knock it towards
0: ten. It probably is fifteen.
2: So yeah, like that's a lot more than a lot of second choice goalies. I'd say.
0: Mm, yeah, but I suppose there is the cup situation. But then it depends on the you live and die by, why, why by the cups he, and playing yeah. tea. like whenever. Because obviously for the first few years at Guardiola's reign, they were just getting to the Carabao Cup final all the time. And then mm-hmm. when they went out to West Ham a couple of years ago, Cheeky was speaking to the agents of players saying, this is where your guy was going to play. And you're going to have to accept now, there's probably going to be fewer games for him to get. And that's why you see, well, City have still got to play Leipzig to get the result to finish top. Even if, the, even if they had finished top and the, the two games were like, in inverted commas, dead rubbers because he never sees it like that. It would still be a strong team anyway because you've got players like Nunes, Kovacic, one of, let's say, Doku or Grealish, one of, let's say, Ake or Guardiol. It's going to be a strong team because there's th- there's those many players who need it, but then you can bring in Ortega because he's not had those Carabao Cup games. Mm. So, yeah, it, it works there. But it's just, it's just difficult now because it's almost like He's been so successful as a number two, you can't keep hold of him, and that's mm. just kind of the curse of that position. And the other, the other, the only other alternative is he's not good enough as a number two, which I guess we saw with Zach Steffen in terms of City loaned him out, and then it doesn't work, and you look for somebody else, and then it does work, but then they move on, and that's why it's so difficult, and there's this bit of a churn in that position.
2: But that's the thing, it's just number two. Do you want one that's like? can't be number one or do you want one that can be number one you know yeah I mean? but that's what I mean like, it's, just, I, it's just difficult think think it, boosts, it? it boosts, obviously I even, want... even when it goes well you're going to mm-hmm. lose them yeah there's, there's one goalkeeper in this whole panel but I think I feel like that boosts the competition which boosts the standard for everyone overall which is what we've seen in the outfield positions for City yeah yeah oh for sure prefer, like yeah. it's not a
0: bad thing is it but like I say it's just even when it works well yeah you get them for what two years and then it's like well, someone goes oh we'll have him he's great
2: yeah
1: I like an ex-professional calling me a goalkeeper given some of the things he's seen me do on a he's, pitch. Did you think I was talking about him? home? <laughs> my uh, my favourite moment was when I shouted away at a corner and he went, what did you want me to do with
0: it? <laughs> I've heard about it, like I'm not coming, I'm not coming, don't worry.
1: Yeah. That's it for this episode of Let Me Talk Details. Sam, more for members, what's, uh, what's coming up for them?
0: Yeah, actually, Nadam had a question for us this week and he wanted to talk about the recent Spurs versus Chelsea madness. And well whether it was a positive thing for Spurs overall this season but all sorts of different stuff. And of course, we brought it back to City.
1: Now remember, this was the free version of Let Me Talk. If you'd like longer ad-free versions earlier, then all the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. If you want to ask us a question or send us a voice note on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, just search for LMTPod. Or if you want to send us an email, hello at lmtpod.com is the way to do it. All the useful links are in the episode description and over on lmtpod.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.